0: It's a one-year anniversary.
1: It's our one-year anniversary. Oh yeah! Ari, you sound really low to me, Ari.
0: <laughs> yeah, you just sound a little quiet today. Hello, it's hello. our
1: one-year anniversary.
0: Oh yeah, we were gonna do we we're gonna do something special, but we didn't plan anything.
1: <laughs> somebody asked me in a call this week, they were like, "Okay, I have to ask you, is that Charlie singing the song?" <laughs> oh yeah. I was like, I was like, no, it's Ari. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. You're you're like, well, you're obviously not a long-time listener, because if you were, you would know. (laughs) It's another Friday. This week I did it my way. I made lots of juice, and now I feel a boost. Baby say, oh, it's the way I make my juice. Fruits and roots. This week I did it my way. Baby say, oh, now let's have some fun. There is nothing greater than Friday's act nature. Ow, ow, ow! What's up, my ju ju juice lovers? Welcome to Good Nature Radio. This is your host, Charlie Wetlawer, joined by the two top ju ju juice business consultants in the world. Chef Ari Sexner, and the one and only <laughs> Olivia Esquivel. They're also our superstar instructors in the Good Nature School of Juice. Use code GNRADIO for $100 off any course. Well, imagine that. $100 free dollars. Um, and special announcement. It is a one-year anniversary of Good Nature Radio.
1: Woohoo!
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And uh, it's also Olivia's one-year anniversary of working with Good Nature. Congrats to you, Olivia. You've made
1: thank many you. happy,
0: happy customers out there and improve the juicing world for so many individuals. And, um, to celebrate the one year anniversary, we're going to be giving away a signed copy of the Juicing Companion books. Oh. Whoa. The author, <gasps> Chef <Ari>. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> Um, We will send it to you. All you have to do is uh, go on YouTube and comment on this podcast and be following us you can comment anything you want just tell us your favorite thing about good nature radio how about that tell us uh go go comment on the video and just tell us one thing you love about good nature radio and you will automatically be entered we'll randomly choose a winner following week and uh hit you up on youtube we will reply and ask you to follow up with your shipping info get that sent out so that's exciting just uh, search awesome. for Good Nature, just search for Good Nature Radio on YouTube, and you'll find us there. And before we get started, I'd just like to read a very nice comment we got in the Good Nature Facebook group this past week by someone named Innie Ising? Do you know how? Is that how you spell it? You guys know?
1: <laughs> yeah, that's right. Spell it okay. or say it. I don't know how to say it. Exactly. Or I don't know how to say it. I don't know how to say
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> Any e-song I'm going with. Hi, everyone. This post is to shout out Ari Sexton and Olivia Esquivel for being incredibly helpful and gracious people that I totally respect. I signed up for the free consultation and walked away with far more than expected. Both provided candid, valuable insights and education from two different perspectives. Ari was more tactical and Olivia was more strategic. I'm over the moon regarding my experience. I'm looking forward to purchasing a good nature consulting package. Thank you, Charlie, Olivia, and Ari for everything you do for this community. Aw, oh, thank you so much. Thank, Thank you for, you. for Thank the you. public recognition. There's very sweet of you. All right. And it is officially fall season. Pumpkin season's totally under underway. If you listen to our fall recipe episode or like seasonal refresh episode a couple of weeks ago. I hope that by this week you're officially launching your pumpkin products. You'll see pumpkin everywhere for the next few weeks. Pumpkin milks, pumpkin cakes, pumpkin juices, pumpkin smoothies should have something festive on your menu. Um, it officially seems like people are getting into the spirit. I was jogging around my neighborhood this morning. There's skeletons and witches and everything out in the lawns already. So it's officially fall season. And it's in the air, guys. I don't know if you feel it, but I definitely feel it.
1: Yeah. Oh, we feel and it, Charlie. We feel <laughs> it.
2: If it doesn't move, add pumpkin to it.
1: That's right. That's what I always say. Yeah, exactly. Just, I got my pumpkin cookies out today.
2: All you gotta do is shake a
0: little yeah. pumpkin spice on there, right? And all of a sudden they'll fly yeah. off the shelves. Yes. <laughs> Just keep pumpkin your pockets spice. Full of pumpkin
1: it. spice, yeah. Just walk
0: around and throwing it everywhere. Just yeah. like fairy dust. Like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Um, all right. So, but that also means this pumpkin season is here. It means coming sooner than you might think is juice cleanse season coming
1: mm-hmm. up.
0: Uh, New Year's, right after New Year's. Basically, juicing kind of. Dips down between now and all the way till New Year's Day. And right after New Year's Day, it spikes up because everyone has New Year's resolutions. You can see the same thing with gym memberships and everybody in the health and wellness community. Pretty much the busiest time of year uh, was in the couple weeks after New Year's for anything sort of like, you know, New Year, New You type promotions. So it's a perfect time to be armed and ready for a huge use cleanse promotion. And I know... Uh, Olivia, you also do a Black Friday promotion as well, correct?
1: Yeah, so it should even really be coming um, faster than New Year's. You should be thinking about it for Black Friday. You know, a lot of people do like the turkey trot after Thanksgiving Day. Um, It's really become a popular thing. So I would say that my New Year's cleanse sales um, do beat my Black Friday, but not by a lot. So if you're planning on doing a Black Friday push, which I really, really advise. Remember that after Black Friday comes Small Business Saturday. So you'll have a local push in your local communities to be getting people to your downtowns or wherever your local um, small businesses are. So take advantage of that. Um, but if you are planning on doing a Black Friday or a Small Business Saturday cleanse sale, you need to be preparing for that now. So I was on the phone all day today with um, people getting ready to do those cleanse, cleanses. And I do have a package with that um, through good nature.
0: Cool. So we'll put a link for that in the show notes. If you're looking to get a juice cleanse promotion put together for Black Friday or New Year's, Olivia can help you out with all the logistics. And if you need any help, recipes are kind of formulating cleanses. Um, Ari's a guy there. He's designed recipes for probably thousands of juice cleanses at this point. Mm-hmm. Ari, what, Ari, when you're kind of putting together formulating a juice cleanse from scratch what how do you like to think about it
2: yeah there's there's so many options i mean first of all i'm not a nutritionist but when i started out uh, working with good nature i'd say about half the juice operations uh the owners are nutritionists or in the health field somehow so i definitely picked up tons of information where we exchange information i tell them how to run a operation they Tell me health benefits for certain things. So uh the biggest thing with a juice cleanse is it's giving your body a rest from needing to process the fibers and easily absorb nutrients for that day. You know, so you're kind of just giving your body a reset, uh you know, like a day off basically. So there's a lot of different cleanse cleanses that you can focus on specific health benefits uh the real popular one the last few years is definitely detox you know that one is definitely a huge seller uh, olivia is that probably you offer a yeah. detox correct yeah I mean, is and that like your number detox
1: one detox is just it's just like pumpkin right anything you put detox on <laughs> it's gonna fly out the shelf yeah. it's just one of those buzzwords so i would just one thing i have been seeing is a lot of people naming juices detox and then when they come to me to put together a cleanse it can be a little bit confusing because they mm. have juices named detox mm. and then they have a detox cleanse so that kind of goes back to branding and just making sure that you're not just throwing out names for juices or smoothies or bowls but really being intentional about um if you're ever going to use that word again you don't want to maybe use a strong word like detox on a water a five dollar water when you can use it on a cleanse that makes you 55 60 so just be careful i mean there's some there's some great words out there that really particularly with cleanses sell a lot and you just want to make sure you use them for your money makers
2: yeah so i uh, robin who works for good nature put together mm-hmm. an awesome uh Kind of guide to structuring a cleanse as well, you know, yeah. which I definitely recommend checking that out. But at the very basics of a cleanse is you have your starter, which is the one you drink first off. Uh, in the cleanse, typically you can go a couple different routes. A lot of times, it's something that's high in citrus and possibly a little bit of heat, maybe a cayenne, fresh chili, and the reason for that is. When I've talked to people, they said that's kind of like an internal toothbrush you know mm-hmm. it jump starts your metabolism, cleans mm-hmm. out your system and, and gets that gets that moving so that's kind of the first one you usually do. I've seen some places where they'll actually replace that with a um, a pure celery juice, which is also great to have very first thing in the morning just a pure celery juice so that's kind of number one in the cleanse. Uh, the next four. Options or however many in the middle section kind of breaks down into what the main focuses of cleanses, you know, and there's so many like we mentioned, like the the detox, there's low sugar, immune boosting right now is great for kind of uh, the seasons. There's gut health. There's there's even like a beginner cleanse where you'll do a little more maybe fruit focused juices uh, or more experience where. mostly vegetable and then i always like to end it with a plant-based milk you know and and the reason why i like doing that is if you end with a juice that has a little bit of natural sugar in it 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 might be tough to sleep and kind of the healthy fats from a plant-based milk really help with a lot of things but also with sleep so it's got those healthy fats in there uh and that's kind of the basics of a cleanse. There's a lot of different options to be able to switch things out and, and make it truly custom to your operation.
0: Yeah, I've done a, quite a few juice cleanses in my days. Longest one I've done is uh, seven days. i done a couple seven-day cleanses, a couple five days, a couple three days. I would say definitely when you're in a calorie deficit, it does get a lot harder to sleep whether you're doing a juice cleanse or just fasting or whatever, when your body knows you're getting less calories than you're burning. It's, it, you like kind of sleep lighter, wake up earlier, it's a little bit harder to sleep. I totally agree with the nut milk at night. The fats kind of make you feel full. It's the closest thing you can do a meal while you're on a pure like liquid juice cleanse like that. So I think that's a really good tip. Uh, so Olivia, say you get the perfect formulated juice cleanse, whether you're just taking six mm-hmm. of your existing recipes or making new ones. Mm-hmm. How do you actually promote it? You get people in the store picking up like a you know one day, three day, five days of, of your awesome cleanse?
1: Yeah, so um, you know for me, it's really important that juice bars be selling cleanses every single day. Um, you know, of course we see when we're working with clients, we see their food cost, and they range anywhere from really, really great to, um, sometimes need a little bit of work or sometimes right in the middle. Um, it should be that you make the most revenue on your juices than anything else. That's what I've seen to be true in my operation and in other operations. Um, if it's not true, then you can really work with Ari to make sure that your food cost is where it should be. So like today I was talking to a client that wants to do a juice cleanse program with me and she was upside down, meaning that she was making, um, it seemed to her that she was making more money on smoothies and bowls than she was doing on juices. And the more and more I dug into that, it was because it was issues with juice production that she was having, Um, you know, going back to like peeling all of their citrus, all of these things that they're doing that, you know, Chef Ari can help them find efficiencies in. Um, But I think it's really important. And if you take nothing from what I say today, please understand that you should be selling cleanses or at least six pack of juices every day without bogging down your back of the house, no matter how small or how big your operation is. If you're doing $300 a day in sales, if you're doing $3,000 a day in sales, people should be walking in and walking out with six packs of juices. If you are not there, then you need to work with Chef Ari and I. Like you are leaving money on the table. It doesn't matter. You can tell me people in your community don't buy cleanses. That's not true. You can tell me you live in a cow town, nobody will buy juices. That's not true. (laughs) Chef and I have worked with, I mean, we've heard it all, right? Like, oh, it's just not in my culture. They don't, nope, that's not true. If you're not selling them, something is wrong. And that's your first sign you need to reach out to us to see if we can help you figure out what the low hanging fruit is to turn this around for you. So you should be selling cleanses every day. You should have one or more juice cleanse programs that fit for different lifestyles. In my opinion, I really like to have a one size fits all cleanse that you push nine times out of 10. Should should be a mixture of beginner and immediate and advanced juices. It should be suitable for first time cleanser, should be suitable for a Charlie, should be sort of run the gamut of like Chef said, you know, those greens, those detoxes, maybe those roots and then end with a nut milk. Um, So the first thing is I think most juice bars that I've talked to are doing this wrong. They've created so many barriers to guests walking in and being able to walk out with cleanses. They put in rules like you have to have a 24 hour notice 48 hour notice why a four day notice you can only pick up on tuesday in the third like blue moon of the month like all of these weird things and i don't understand why it is i do understand why it is it's because it's a problem with production and they feel like it's too overwhelming but really if you've got your production right you should have the right amount of juice to be able to handle that capacity without wasting juice without um running out or anything like that so The promotion for something like a Black Friday or a New Year's cleanse, if you're selling cleanses all the time, like we should be, you've gotta up the ante because they should be used to you having a cleanse promo 365 days of the year so this is the time where you walk into holiday stores or any sort of store and you see like bundles of gifts or like they even now like they in these makeup stores they even sell like the testers i'm like what the hell those things used to be for free but they sell (laughs) they sell everything with a little red ribbon on it so those are the things you need to start talking about so give them something more than their normal juice cleanse promo maybe it's you throw in a free shot maybe it's you throw in a cooler maybe it's you you have some special cute cup that you give but there should be something that really like takes the cake for them to to sort of switch from i'm just gonna buy two or three juices but i might as well go ahead and get the holiday cleanse and that's where you start seeing the money roll in so regular day cleanses they should be able to walk in and walk out or place an order if they want Holiday cleanses, if you're doing it right, because you've talked to us, they should be coming in by the dozens, by the hundreds. We had a podcast with Caroline Watson. She came in, she was my first good nature client for my juice and she bought juice cleanse package with me and then she bought like five other packages. If you remember, she was really like data oriented. She had a specific number she wanted to do and um, she ended up doing 275 juice cleanses, which was like crazy. Now, of course, yeah. 275 juice cleanses you cannot sell out of the fridge. At that point, once you're really promoting for holiday, you need to have a system together with your back of the house, a production system where you're taking orders. You have specific pickup dates, last day of the cleanse sale, and then you know little tricks along the way to make sure that your back of the house is able to keep up with the production. Because what you don't want to happen, right, Chef, is that they're just fulfilling all of those cleanse orders, and then your front of the case is completely empty. So yeah. it's um, it's definitely like a sticky situation. I, I don't recommend that you go into a full fledged cleanse promo without talking to Ari and I to make sure that you're doing it right, because it could really flop if you don't if you don't do it the right way. Is what I'm saying.
2: Yeah, there's there's so many different. Uh, I mean, your main goal is to get as many bottles of juice through your operation as possible, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know? And if you don't have your food cost or production kind of process all ironed out and ready to go, I mean, you could be losing money the more business you have, so.
1: Right, right, if you've got it priced wrong, yeah. (coughs) Yeah, if you've got it priced wrong, So what are some
0: practical things you can look at, like if you're... One of these juice bars it's like well no I have to take orders three days in advance because I need to know how much produce to buy and I have to schedule my employees to make the cleanses like so how do you transition from that mindset to actually just always being ready
2: to sell cleanses yeah it's it's simple like you need to every week meet with a team and discuss your bottleneck you know what is the issue what is the worst case scenario that might happen how do you fix that you know and say uh my bottleneck is uh you know labeling bottles or fill in bottles mm-hmm. so you should be working on that every week you know and determine the next thing in line and working mm-hmm. with the staff and having things in place to be able to move to the next step you know whether it's uh you know, maybe you're at the situation to make a jump in in juicer size or yeah. have some kind of automated equipment or some kind of labeling machine, you know, but it's, it's extremely important to talk to your team, you know, especially if you're not involved with kind of the juice production to see what is coming up, how are they're kind of, what areas are kind of redlining in, and, and what kind of uh, adjustments they can make.
1: And two, like one thing that I've noticed as an owner-operator, I'm never on the press, okay? And so for me, it's a really weak point of knowing how long should this take, right? Now, now, of course, I know working with a good nature team, like what, you know, best case scenario, worst case scenario, when somebody tells me like they can't add another skew to their another flavor because they're spending four hours of prep, I'm like, whoa, like... Something's not right here. But for me, what I like to do is, you know, if I have more than one juice presser, one associate that's pressing, I go by the fastest person. I know who the fastest, most efficient person in is. And so I will say, how long does this does this recipe cost take you from start to finish? How long does it take you to make it? Oh well it takes me probably fifty-two minutes from the time that I pull it out, I wash, I weigh, I press, I bottle, I cap, I label, and put it in the fridge. Right. Okay. well, that's and we're on the X1. Right. And maybe that's a double batch or something like that. Maybe that's 48 bottles. I don't know. From that point, then I know how to talk to the rest of the team. If somebody on my team is taking an hour and a half to do the same recipe, we've got a problem. Okay. so we've got to work with not just the production and what can we do first, but we've got to work with a sense of urgency. And I I think, honestly, one of the biggest complaints that I hear from juice bar owners is they're like. I feel like I can't leave the juice bar because every time I do, I come back and nothing has been done where it takes them all so long and I'm spending so much time on labor. So I just do it myself because it's cheaper. You have to demand a sense of urgency from your staff. Like, you know, they can talk and they can have a good time, but have an idea, even if you're not on the press yourself of how much every single task should take. Worst case scenario, best case scenario, average and work to increase that. But like Chef said, in my shop, we just moved to um, bottling juices, sorry, labeling juices the day before. So if Monday, like today was our greens day, if we were, if we happened to be filming on a Monday, then, you know, we would be pressing greens on a Monday where on Sunday they were labeling the green bottles so that when the presser came in on Monday, he was washing, weighing producing bottling and bottles that were already labeled for him the day before. So as much as you can get going, right. And so there's all these little tips of the trade, whether it's in production or whether it's in um, bottling or getting it out front or who's going to date it and who's all of those things. Like there's not one secret. Like there's a lot of different tips to making sure that it one gets out quickly, that you have enough, And Charlie, to your point, I think like, how do you know how to do it? Well, you look at your sales of like, okay, well, how many cleanse orders are we taking a a day? How many, or a week or a month or ever? How many bottles of juice? And then you can start to increase your par. So if you know that you're selling 20 green juices of green juice A a day, then let's go ahead and start making 30 of those green juices and hope that we can sell 10 cleanses in the five days or seven days or however long that shelf life is for that juice out the door. Does
0: that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, I guess I'm just trying to think of, like, the mind state difference, right, between, like, well, we have to everything three days in advance. Like, no, Mm -hmm. guys, we're just going to produce on a schedule, and we're going to try to sell as many cleanses as we can. And um, it's almost like a different way of thinking about it, you know? Yeah, Um, absolutely. Yeah, then we can touch on equipment a bit. Definitely need to be using a real juice press if you're doing cleanses because of shelf life and efficiency and everything and uh, nutrition. Probably, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably are using a good nature machine. But if you're not, really should be. Um, like trying to bottle juice made on centrifuges is not good, or masticating juicers, they just separate a lot and have shorter shelf life. So, definitely need to be using a real press. Um, and if you are using a good nature machine, Uh, you need to be using machine size appropriate if you are running a juice cleanse business. An M1 is not going to do it. Like, An M1 might make enough to stock a cooler, but it's not going to make enough to stock a cooler and sell juice cleanses Mm -hmm. every day. Basically, if you want to think about capacity difference, making 100 bottles of juice on an M1 is going to take you a full day. Mm -hmm. Making 100 bottles of juice on an X1 Mini is going to take you three, four hours. Um, and making 100 bottles of juice on the X1 can be as little as an hour if you have uh, everything organized and prepped uh, yeah. so probably probably less than that but I, I've met multiple business owners who make a 1000 bottles of juice a day on an X1 and in a full day so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's pretty crazy how much juice you can actually make
2: on an X1 it, it's and, a weird thing because uh, the thing that takes the longest is, is not the juicing you know it's everything else like cuz you could just pour produce in a lot of times for into the X1 and just press it the thing that takes a while is weighing and washing the produce bottling labeling those are right. your real issues uh, so i mean if you're able to organize your production it's unbelievable how much time you could save you know and the number one thing for speeding up your production is not doubling back on stuff.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, mm-hmm. what I mean by that is you're weighing and washing all your produce, do everything at one time. You know, you juice everything, knock it all out at once time. And then if you're bottling, you know, if if you have other people, have them mm-hmm. fill in those, uh, those tasks. But that's why it's so important to look at your whole operation, your entire menu, because it could be so much, you could save so much time by splitting your menu in half, doing double production of Half your menu one day, double production the other half the next day, you know, and just have it where it makes sense, depending on like minimal cleanup between recipes. Mm-hmm. There's there's so many little
0: and like being busy, staying busy while yeah. the press is pressing and not just standing there yes. waiting for it to finish. Oh my god, that's yeah. huge! That's, yeah, yeah, it, yeah that's I also, that, that, that's a big one where we we've actually we actually get complaints occasionally or someone says false advertising. I bought the x1 mini and i can only make five bottles of juice per hour like what are you talking about <laughs> you know yeah. and then you yeah. ask them like what's going on it's like they they will prep produce for one recipe and then grind right. it and press it and stand there and wait for it to finish and watch it then they'll and watch yeah. it and then they'll take the juice <laughs> and they'll bottle it and then they'll go on to the next recipe so they only get two recipes done per hour you know or something yeah but, um but then you watch somebody that's really got everything organized, like like Ari says, maybe you organize it so you do prep first and then do your juicing. Like they're they're pumping out thirty, forty bottles an hour through an X Mini, you know. So it really is the juice. the juice machine is one part of the full process. And there's so many other steps involved from buying produce, weighing produce, prepping produce, uh weighing it. Then then you juice it and then the bottling it, putting it into the cooler, merchandising it. So yeah, it really depends on how you organize the process.
1: Chef, two of the um, culprits that I've seen like sort of coming up lately in my conversations with good nature clients is one, they're taking an extremely long time with citrus like they're peeling everything they're grinding everything i mean it's like citrus is weighing them down Mm -hmm. big time because they're taking extra steps that you know may or may not be necessary if you could maybe talk about that and then the second thing is the washing like somebody told me they spent as much time washing their produce as they do juicing bottling labeling and i was like uh, like, are you washing it with a toothbrush? Like, what's what's happening in that process? Um, can you give any yeah. tips on those, too? Because I know that's something that's been coming up a lot.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, everything's personal preference. You know, try it out. See if it works. When I do in-person consulting with people, I tell them, first thing I tell them is, I'm going to show you guys tons of ways to do stuff. You know, not everything's going to stick. You know, at least try it, though. You know, so... For citrus, lemons, and limes, I definitely prefer the flavor of having it unpeeled, quartered, and in the press, and then the produce ground on top. I find you you get a much better flavor for lemons and limes. Like You get a little bit of the oils. You don't get the bitterness. Uh, Doesn't always work with – it usually never works with oranges and grapefruits. There's kind of certain ways to do that. Uh, with the larger presses, but uh, usually those need to be peeled. So that's a huge time saver. Uh, and washing produce, I mean, have a system in place. You know, it's it's extremely por- important to wash your produce correctly. So one thing I do with that is I make sure I have my recipes by weight. I have a bin. I have it on the scale. I'm, I'm putting produce in there. I'm not worried about... Uh, you know, handling with my bare hands because mm-hmm. it's not washed yet, you know, so I don't worry about gloves or anything like that. I, I'm loading up everything. Once I have all my recipes weighed out for that day, then I go through and I start the washing process, you know, and if I have a three compartment sink or a produce wash sink, I'll have everything in the those bus tubs, those separate recipes, and I'll just run it like a conveyor belt and have it uh, you know, running under cold water, removing the debris and stones, and then uh, using some kind of uh, extra wash, which I recommend, like an antimicrobial wash or uh, whatever you guys are using, you know? So just kind of run it like a conveyor line to speed up that process, that really helps.
1: Yeah, I- I've heard that some people are like, actually like scrubbing their produce with like a brush. Yeah,
2: yeah like stuff like carrots and beets, you know, you have that little ring on the top that's right. impossible to clean. Just cut yeah. it off. Yeah. You know, get rid of it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's, I mean, there's some people that take yeah. it to the extreme and, and peel their carrots and beets. You know, if that's something you want to be known for or it works great for your operation, that then keep it up. You know, if it's not affecting your labor, then do it. You know, that's why these uh, kind of troubleshooting tips, it's not black and white across the board. You know, you, you, have, you have options, try them out. If it doesn't affect the, the color and flavor that you're going for, it doesn't affect the cost, uh, then it sticks and go with it.
1: Is a microbial wash required?
2: No, only cold running water. I think a, an added wash after that, whether whatever product you're using, I think should definitely be required, but it's not. It's just cold running water.
0: Yeah, I would say definitely. If you're using a good nature machine, you should not be peeling your carrots. It makes no difference at all. Like if you, uh, mm-hmm. if if you look at, I've, I've done the comparison if you Choose peeled carrots, and you do some with the peel on. The juice comes out the same. It tastes the same. It looks the same. Um, you might, you might. I mean, I guess what the argument would be like. It's safer because you're taking off that outer layer, just to be extra mm-hmm. safe. But I, I, I think the problem is some people come from other juicers, right? Like, so if you're using a masticating juice like a mm-hmm. Kuvings or a Nama well at home, yes. and you don't peel the carrot, it's going to taste much more bitter because the, outs, the outer right. layer of a carrot is bitter because it keeps mm-hmm. animals from eating it or whatever. It's kind of like the protective layer. But in a mm-hmm. good nature machine, you grind it, and then when you press the juice out, that skin stays in the press bag, does not come through into the juice like it does in other juicing methods so the carrot juice comes out much sweeter so for that reason do not need to be peeling carrots don't need to be peeling pineapples don't need to be peeling a lot of things that you do with uh, other juicing methods like chef Mm -hmm. Ari says if it doesn't affect the taste or the color don't have to remove the peel right yeah
2: it's in the book (laughs) that you could win it's
1: in the book that you could win (laughs) um You know, like i noticed this the other day because I was um, doing inventory, so my hands were on every single um, thing in the juice bar. But one of the things that I was weighing out were apples. And, you know, they have stickers on every apple. And I was like, my God, do we peel every sticker off these apples? Well, it turns out they're actually food grade. Hmm. Like it feels weird to throw them in to the juicer. Right? It's
2: 50-50. <laughs> but, but the
1: ones I have so, I actually asked. They're food grade. Right. So like essentially it's sort of like what you put in the dishwasher if you have like dates, you know, and they're Anything, like they yeah. sort of dissolve. Yeah.
2: Anything is like on on food is basically will be food grade for sure. And uh-huh. believe me, if if you're a health inspector and not listen right. to this, but it's yeah. so I I did get in trouble before uh-huh. on this issue. Uh, I mean, it's completely safe. The whole thing, like, there's not yeah. going to be any issue at all. Uh, right. But some cases, if you're getting inspected, the health inspector will uh-huh. come in and be like, "Oh, you're not washing this properly." I right. I got I got dinged one time for running a sushi station, and uh, they had an avocado there with a sticker on it. You know uh-huh. and who? I mean.
1: Yeah, not you peel always that off? you wash you're not avocados, the skin. but they saw right. a
2: sticker on an avocado and they're like, Oh, you, you don't wash your produce properly. But it's like, um, well you're not even eating have the skin you seen out those of an organic avocado. Stickers? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like the uh those organic stickers, it touches water. That sticker's like glued yeah, onto the produce yeah, is such a pain. Yeah. Yeah, I would say I I would say, <laughs> I, I would say you know,
0: remove stickers, but don't stress out about it. Like if you miss a couple, it's not going to matter. That's It's right. going to stay in the in yeah. the press bag with the skin and the seeds and the stems, right. just like all the other stuff you don't want to eat. So for sure. But yeah, there's 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 plenty of stuff you can do. Um, a lot of it is coming, like I said, coming from other juicing methods where you have to do a lot more prep. Mm-hmm. But some people are used so to that. That makes so much sense. Yeah. Like cutting pineapple up into little tiny cubes uh-huh. and uh, removing the skin yeah. and peeling carrots and like cutting celery into small pieces because they're used to it, jamming up their juicer there, there's like all these kind of things where people develop these habits where once you tell them they don't have to do it and we're like oh <laughs> really oh yeah. You know, just, yeah and save them a few hours out I mean, of the could day. save you
1: hours a day in labor and i think you know back to the whole cleansing like those are things that those are what's the word like walls that people put up on why they feel like they can't do a juice cleanse because there's inefficiencies in their production and they're not used to doing right. that kind of volume like i literally had somebody tell me today olivia there's no way i'm so scared if i do it i'm I'm gonna like waste so much money and i'm like well, well let's talk about it. she's like i'm gonna have to add two more people I'm like what like why 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 would you have to do that you know so just talking through like where are some things that they can Um, be more efficient on and make sure that like, Hey, this is the average time. This is, you can set an expectation as a, as a manager, you know, as a juice bar owner of like, here's your recipe for today. Here's your production list for today. It should take you X amount of time. This is plenty, you know, you have plenty of time to do this. I didn't give you a, a list that shouldn't be able to be completed in your amount of time. Right. Um, those are all things that we have to really like sort of peel back the layers of the onion to figure out what's going wrong. Where where's some low hanging fruit that we can fix in the operation from systems and processes before we jump into like what a cleanse, like every cleanse that I develop or you know, system that I developed for them, it's not the same. Like we don't create any sort of cookie cutter, this is gonna be your juice number one, this is gonna be your juice number two. I look to see like what juices are working well for you? what is the food cost on them? What's a best seller? That one's not a best seller, why not? Does it have a crappy name? Like is it that you never produce it? Like trying to figure out what it is in their operation fix all of those things first and then develop the juice cleanse. It's not like you're paying us and we're just like sending you this cookie cutter list of six juices and telling you to call it a detox cleanse and suggesting what you sell it at. Every single one should be different. Um, But, you know, I think it is our goal as industry leaders that every single operation be doing a great job at whatever it is that they do. Because if somebody walks into a juice bar in Idaho and has a crappy Experience and feels like they were out $55 from a juice cleanse, they're not going to buy a juice cleanse for my operation. They've already lost $55. So, you know, I think it's really important that we not all be doing the same recipes, that you work with Chef Ari or get the Juice and Companion book and be using recipes or ideas or use that as a jumping off point to create different things. But I, I've i talked to several people who are getting recipes not from good nature, but somewhere else. And it's, they're finding trouble because their competitor in the same town is using the same recipes. So keep things true Mm -hmm. to yourself. There's so many different ways. We're all using the same fruits and veggies, but we should not all have the same recipes. Um, And I think that's just so important.
0: So, so you're saying they're paying consultants or something, they're just selling them the same recipes?
1: Yeah, the same recipes over and over and over and over. It would be like if we all bought Chef Ari's book and we only juiced out of that recipe, out of that every single recipe, out of that book. Oh. And you know what I mean? Like, that's a jumping off point. That's a place to start. Here's an idea if you need one, yeah. you know, sea moss smoothie. That doesn't mean that everything should come from there. It's just a great idea, just like a cooking book at home, you know? And so, and that's something I'm seeing in the industry. I literally talked to somebody the other day. I forget what state they're in, but somebody in the same town is using the same recipes they're doing. Clearly they didn't get it from good nature. And she's like, well, if I roll out with it now, I just look like an like an imposter. Like I stole their juice recipes, but really I paid for them. It just happens to be that I got the same recipe she got because I got it from the <laughs> same consultant. So it's just really important. I think for our industry, um, you know, we all have mouths to feed. I think it's really important that we all be working to move the industry forward, not just be selling you this like, you know, one-size-fits-all recipe or systems and processes, every single juice bar is different. When I have three juice bars at one time and they all have the same menu, every single one of my three juice bars has a different personality. It just does, you know, because it's even with the same Olivia recipes, they're all a little bit different because they... That's how I sort of create them. And I hire people to, you know, not be robots and to have their own personalities. But if you're just basing everything off of an ebook or some, you know, some recipe book or something that everybody else in your area is using, it's going to come back and burn you.
0: Yeah, for sure. Which is why I love Ari's book, by the way, because it is not a recipe book. It's an idea book where That's he right. goes through all the different ingredients and just tells you, Hey, here's some other ideas of things you could mix it with. Absolutely. Here's the other ingredients that go well, which is great. And there, there are some recipes in there. I think you have like what, 30 recipes yeah. in there or something, but, mm-hmm. but, um, it more just gives you ideas. Like yeah. you can jump to the page for, you know, kale until here's lots of things that go good with kale and That's here's right. some recipe ideas. And then if you just start with an idea right. instead of a recipe, you know, it's, you know, it's going to be unique. Yes, for sure.
1: Right, it's a jumping-off yeah. point.
2: hmm For sure, I, I think in the well, I know in in the class in the school of juice uh, teaching creativity, I go in depth about that. Mm. You know, and there's really a process like those uh, cookie cutter recipes or stuff you uh, recipe books are a great foundation to get comfortable with the juicing right. process, and then it's time to take it a step further and develop your own personal flavors, mm-hmm. your preferences, and your style of juice. So, yeah. Cool. yeah, absolutely. All right, so if you want your own special
0: signed copy of Chef Ari's book, The Juice and Companion, it's not a recipe book. It's an idea book. <laughs> Head over to our YouTube channel, Good Nature Radio, and uh, technically Good Nature Channel, but there's we have our... What, what do they call it? A playlist for Good Nature Radio. Find this video. Comment. Tell us your favorite thing about our podcast. And uh, you will be automatically entered to win your own signed copy. might be worth millions of dollars someday.
2: I'll personally sign it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll personally sign it. With a cookie sign.
1: cutter stamp that is just... No. Don't be coming out with a stamp. <laughs> that every single person gets the same stamp.
2: I might even put <laughs> lipstick on and give it yeah, a kiss. Yeah, I want to see like a juice oh, smear yeah. or some sort of like, <laughs> yeah,
1: something. Pumpkin spice. Rub,
0: rub some juice pulp on it or something. Yeah, I want to <laughs> yeah, know if like it, it really came from you. <laughs> it's funny. All righty. Well, I hope everybody has a good start to October. And uh, we'll see you all next week. Thanks see everybody. you Bye. Bye. It's another Friday, this week I did it my way I made lots of juice, and now I feel a boost Baby say oh, it's the way I make my juice Pressing fruits and roots, this week I did it my way Baby say oh, now let's have some fun There is nothing greater than Friday's act nature